to these trending topics, man. So we got to start the show, man, by uh, giving our condolences to the people that have lost their lives in Beirut. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what happened uh, yesterday in Beirut, but a, a massive explosion happened um, there. And I think right now the, uh, the death count is at 75 people with uh, several more people injured. And of course, there were some preliminary reports where they were saying that uh, it was caused by fireworks. I was like, no way. Oh wait, man! Did anybody catch that? Anybody see what's going on? Or man, see? I'm checking this right now, bro. You, yeah, I was just in the go gym. That shit one thirty five, bro. One thirty five. Yeah. Seventy five. It's seventy five. Well, I saw the last. That's why I thought it was a hundred. A hundred and then like four thousand injured. It's a hundred and thirty five died and five thousand wounded, and that's as of thirty minutes. A live update on New York Times. So, oh, okay. So I'm assuming Dame is like they found more people. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. Like it's because they ain't found. They, there's no damn way in here they didn't found everybody and all that. Yeah, that yeah, rubbish, yeah. bro. Did y'all see the radius of that blast, fool? Yeah. That shit's scary when the thing start, like you know, mushroom, you mushroom. mushroom. Oh, bro, yeah. bro, the blast, the blast itself pushed down buildings. You know what I'm saying? It, it like. And you gonna tell me only 75 and they only 135? Nah, bro. Anybody within the vicinity of that fucking blast is evaporated. That's just, that's just like with Kobe. Cause I was I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? What's going on Kobe? But like Kobe's body, like they were saying that he was holding his child. Nah, fool. Them motherfuckers got ripped apart, bro. They was everywhere. That's just crazy, man. Yeah, apparently it was called. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy, you got it. Oh, no, I'm just saying that uh, they're saying that it was caused by ammonium nitrate, that some warehouse was holding it, but it was holding like two, 2,000 tons of it. Some crazy amount. Yeah, yeah. They, they're saying it's from a Russian a Russian ship that docked there like six years ago. Yeah. Um, that they, shit. <laughs> Everybody get ready to use that shit on somebody. Whoops. Somebody. But, 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 they, but weren't they using it for like fertilizer? Agricultural f- fertilizer? That's what, that's what I read. So that's that's why they were storing it. But uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy. Just, just keep in mind though, it was like wasn't it two tons uh was used of ammonium nitrate just in the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995. So just just imagine two thousand tons. Damn, for real? Yeah. Damn. So that's when like when those initial reports came out because I think Ant shout out to Ant he uh, he sent it on our group uh, chat. He was like, they were talking about fireworks. I was like, there's no way in hell. There's not fireworks, bro. <laughs> Some fireworks would do there's something like that's fireworks. crazy. <laughs> With that blast and that and, and that radius and stuff like that, it was crazy. They want you to think it's fireworks. It's like they want you to think it's Corona. And Trump, he jumped out there. It's an attack. <laughs> I'm just like, man. <laughs> just based on what we know, we know now, it looks like some gross negligence, man. And uh, somebody gonna have to. Um, take take responsibility for that. Um, yeah. And even so, the lies won't come back. So, prayers out to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's keep it moving, fellas. So, uh, hey, what I want you to actually introduce this one because I know you had brought up this uh, this topic earlier about Bill Clinton and his comments on Stokely Carmichael. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. At John so, Lewis's funeral. Yeah, and the reason why I want to you know, bring this up is because it's an important lesson and history lesson that I feel like we need to cover. So if you didn't know, um, John Lewis funeral, um, 
you know, uh, a lot of people spoke, including um, Barack Obama. Um, who else? Bill Clinton. Sorry, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Uh, George Bush. Bush. Spoke too. George yeah. Bush. Who else? Bush. The last Bush. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm putting up, so I pull up this article real quick, and it's it's from uh, uh, Hassan Jeffries, who's a, uh, the nephew of uh, Leonard Jeffries, who's a great professor and master scholar that we should all know about. But anyway, in this, in this uh, article, he talks about, uh, Clinton had mentioned in the speech, he said, you know, when SNCC, and if you need to know, you need to know a little history lesson, and a little history lesson is, at one point in time with MLK and just like this Black Lives Matters right now, this is nothing new. And did the Black Lives Matter back then, and I'm, t- and I'm talking about Black Lives Matter, not Black Lives Matter, the organization. That's a, we need to talk about that because right. that's the whole, I'm talking about the fact that black people are rioting and organizing. You know, as far as that, this is the same thing that's going on with SNCC. The, uh, um, and I'm gonna put up, you know, make sure I don't say what SNCC is. I, actually, uh, Dan, can you pull that up for me real quick? Uh, yeah. SN, SNCC. SNCC. Oh, the Student yeah. Nonviolent. The uh, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. There we go. Yeah. Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And so from that, that started because, believe it or not, MLK and uh, the youth of America, Black America, didn't agree with Martin Luther King's nonviolent approach. Also, because of people like Ella Baker, uh, you know, MLK didn't believe women can lead uh movements and that's just to be honest he was sexist in that regard do your research don't believe me ella baker helped start snick and snick was like the young people coming in sitting in dine-ins and stuff like that doing the sit-ins okay they was yeah. young they didn't you know they was like doing their thing and they tramp they later transitioned from doing like sit-ins to voter registration and things like uh the freedom rides and stuff like that so at one point in time, John Lewis is the president, but he got taken, he got, I don't want to say kicked out, but Kwame Ture came over and he took over the organization. He was the president of SNCC. And so what Bill Clinton said was something along, and, and I hate how I watch the post, sometimes makes me uh, ask for a subscription and sometimes it doesn't because I'm trying to like read it. This article is telling me everything. But anyway, he said something like for a minute, it was going to go down the, it was, we thought it was gonna go down the, the path of what Kwame Ture wanted to do, but it went the other direction. And so the two paths are the John Lewis's, God rest his soul, great warrior for our people, wanted to be integrated in the De- Democratic Party and liberal society. And they wanted to work with the left in order to raise black people up. Kwame Ture, H. Rap Brown and other people were like, no, we cannot trust corporate Democrats. And a corporate Democrat is almost worse than a, a, a far-right conservative because right. they they intentions are sneaky. You know what I'm saying? And so people like what Bill Clinton, what he said his dig was a wake-up call that we have to be careful of co- the corporate Democrat because they are fiercely opposed to anything black power because they feel it's too scary. And so that's what he was hinting at when he said in the funeral, we thought it was going to go down Kwame Ture's route. And so from there, that's kind of why SNCC kind of broke up because some of it was like, we're not on this 
non-violent, and it's not like we're gonna go kill people, nothing like that, but we gonna rally with guns, just like white people do. White right. people rally with guns. You know what I'm saying? And so it's very important that we realize that those those type of sex, we have those, we dealing with that right now. People with Black Lives Matter and they marching, and then we got other people who like more a little bit more revolutionary. And this is just a, a repeat on the cycle. I personally think that we need both, but we will be stupid to just lean on, you know, the Democratic Party and and liberal initiatives because liberal leftist media is all about everybody. That's their thing. They want to do something for everybody. And so I just want to bring that up and, and bring y'all, I'm bring y'all into the conversation of like, you know, that whole snick and how he really took a shot at Kwame Ture. And a lot of people didn't know what that meant. But what, what he was referring to was pretty much black power, black independent groups coming together. And, and black people say that, why would you just make our own party? Or why don't we, that's what Kwame Ture was talking about in terms of we don't need to be on none of these sides. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, and it, it just goes back to that old thing that we had said before, you know, people want you to protest to organize the way they want you to protest and organize. Yes. And when you uncomfortable, of course, there's going to be a lot of pushback when you're uncomfortable. But, hey, that's the point of the organization. That's the point of the protest is to bring awareness to it. If you care, if you are comfortable all the time, you're not going to do anything to help us. You're not going to do anything to, you know, progress the movement or even, you know, bring in the thoughts that we have as a people. So, I, I mean, personally, I don't care, you know, what you would think about it. Just like the Colin Kaepernick thing It's like only time that, you know, you started caring about it is something that you cared about was the flag. Once he got down on his knee for the flag, you started tripping. You know what I'm saying? So, that's, what they, that's what it's designed for. That's right. Direct impact, bro. We discussed that. Direct impact is what's going to change these people's minds. That's all it is, bro. You ain't tell me nigga taking a knee for the flag is enough for y'all to lose your damn minds. Oh, my God. Stand up. Don't you do that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And now with Bill Clinton trying to discredit this man after John Lewis had already spoke good things about that man at his funeral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing we need to recognize. That man ain't here to defend what Bill Clinton just said. Neither one of them, bro. And that shit sucks. Neither one of the men are around to be like, hey, Bill, you got it wrong. Matter of fact, Bill, why are you even speaking at my funeral? You can, I think the interesting thing with that, too, though, like you were saying, Chad, the funny thing is that when Barack Obama got up there to speak, it was a stark you know, contrast in, in regards to the rhetoric because he was up there talking about how we have to fight, how we have to go after, you know, like the voting rights and things of that nature. Now, of course, it's still within the same breath as like remembering John Lewis, but, you know, we got to we got to cause static. We got to cause friction in order for somebody to see it and really like start taking it serious. Well, see, Clinton know that. That's why Clinton said what he said. He legit said, I mean, he he didn't say it in so many words, but to me, he would just say, hey, the way Stokely Carmichael was doing it was a radical way. And yeah, way it's like, like he wanted to kick, he wanted to kick white people out of SNCC and he eventually merged it with the Black Panther Party. Right. So he was like doing a lot of things that that made it and and I and the reason why you kind of have to do that sometimes is if you don't. It goes too thin, it broads. Like now we're covering, man, you re read the Black Lives Matter website and look at some of that stuff that they've thrown under the umbrella. And I'm like, wait a minute. Finally checked it out. You know what I'm saying? 
So, so it's just like we, in order to be, it's sad that something pro-black is really scary. You know what I'm saying? And you could argue, even though it would have been difficult, had we stayed on the opposite route of being very hyper-focused and not joining necessarily integrating with the liberal, uh, left liberal media, we're essentially repeating the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And right. so had we took the other approach, the aggressive offensive approach, and be like, this is how we do it, maybe things will be different. I don't know. You got to stop asking for shit, fool, and start demanding. That's what we got to do. Chris, you said that shit like single episodes ago, bro, like episode four, five. Sometimes you got to take things with force. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight up, like, come on, man. Why the fuck we over here? Please, we want equality. Bitches, we need equality. What y'all going to do about it? Yo, yo, that's, that's just facts. Like, when I was doing my lawyer case with my kid, and I was trying to be fair with my lawyer, and I was like, look, you know, you trying to take my baby, whatever. He was like, look, this ain't about fair. This ain't about being 50-50. Yeah, you better like, win. You need to, you need to, it's about winning, and then you need to put yourself in a position pretty much so they don't fuck you. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got to play this. So you, you, you get the power, and because they respect power, then they won't run you over because they know you have power. But first you get the power. I had to position, I had to break my lease and put myself in a position where you can't beat me in court. So now you settle. And that's a true testament because you had to put yourself in an uncomfortable place in order to get to the prosperity of where you are right now. And I think that's a, that's a true testament to as far as what we need to do as a people in regards to, you know, mobilizing, organizing, taking those steps. Like you had said, fail a couple of times. And then once you get to a point where you got, you know, those wheels turning and it starts to run like a machine, then we cooking. We, we got the money, we got the power, we got the influence, and we putting those people in the seats that are supposed to be there. Well, the, the best organization that can feel, do that right now is Black Lives Matter. But Black Lives Matter is going to put money to all kind of different shit. You it's co-opted. It's, and it's like, it's bad. We definitely got to do an episode on it, I feel like, y'all. Because it's just like, like you know, if we hyper-focalize, Black Lives Matter could be the umbrella organization, National Under League, uh, Urban League, all that shit is under that. We got athletes involved with it. It's trendy. You can fundraise, and, and we can strategically, if we had a leader leader there, imagine we had Sean King leading Black Lives Matter with that money. You know what I'm saying? It's not oh, like a... There's not like a centralized leader for the Black Lives Matter. Is it just based off of area and who's running that particular area or that branch of Black Lives Matter? I mean, it's people on the website, but I'm saying they're not a vocal like in the front, like person you call in. Online. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? the only person that I I really know is I don't know if she's necessarily Black Lives Matter, but she's like a leader is Tamika Marley. She's Which the one. one uh, she's uh, her name is just out there more and more. I hear her as far as like the the activists that you need to watch or the activists that you need to see. Yeah, yeah. Have y'all seen the videos of that the the president of that Black Gun Club? Boy, that boy powerful right there. You know what I'm talking about? Nah. Oh, don't don't don't. Uh, <laughs> what's the name of that club? Uh, what what is it called? Don't f with us or something like that. The national uh man, I'm about to pull it up. He's uh, uh, dang, that's the dude who went to the uh, Stone Mountain. The black people, all the black people yeah, went to yeah, Stone Mountain. Yeah, yeah, Roland uh, Martin, he interviewed him. That that dude's yeah, that, that dude cool, yeah. man. That's what I'm saying. You need people, you need people like that. And to be honest, history says because people from the north was trying to lead the movement and they like, cool, y'all come to the south, y'all can come down here, but but we gonna carry, we're gonna protect y'all with these guns because we know how they do around here. You oh know yeah. What I'm saying? 
So you better you learn about the deacons of justice and defense who had who stayed strapped at all times because you got to. But you know, and I'm for that. I'm for that. That somebody could come down here and help mobilize or you know get it right. Like you had sent that you sent that post about Sean King coming down and doing his book tour and stuff like that. I'm interested to see what you get out of that when you go to that. So well, it's virtual, so it's Sunday. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna buy the book too and see if we uh, share some knowledge on that. Definitely, definitely. Anybody else got anything to add before we move on? Um, I'm just indifferent about Black Lives Matter. But that's something I will not discuss on camera because them boys ain't coming to get me. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. I can okay, hear you. Talk about. <laughs> so, man, what's up with TCU, man? What's up with Gary Patterson over at TCU, man? I ain't know it was acceptable to call your, uh, your players niggers these days. I'm 2020. Not right now in this climate. <laughs> I'm talking about reading the room. They can't say it. Yeah. And that's fine. But he kept, I guess. You can't say the word, it. though. And he said it a bunch of times. Supposedly he did with the hard R, and I don't care what you say. That shit mattered. And Why he said it multiple times. And uh, yeah, they got him fucked up. I mean, well, they had the team. He got the team fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was going on to make this man even use that word? What was happening? Nah, the, oh, the, football players, the football players were using it. So he was upset about the situation. So he told them, don't say nigger. He actually had the audacity to say it. He could have been like, hey, don't, the don't, don't say that word. You don't. Hey. Oh, they said he said it like six times. Then he tripped. Yeah. And then when he was addressing the team, he came out and said, you know, I wasn't calling him a nigger. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, bro. Oh hey, are you kidding me, dog? Hey, listen to what, <laughs> hey, listen to what Jeremy's saying and what he said, right? Me, me, me and Taiwan had a conversation about this, right? I was trying to explain to him my theory, my belief on this word nigger, right? Real talk, think about this. When you chilling with your partners, you know what I'm saying? I'm you you Haywood. I call you Haywood all the time. So if a white man walk up to us while I'm talking to you, I call you Haywood all the time. What are you gonna call you? Haywood. Say, say it one more time. It one If I'm only calling you Haywood in a room full of white folk, and yeah. the white folk hear me calling you Haywood, what they gonna call you? They probably gonna call me Haywood. Exactly. So my question is, don't nobody truly know where this word nigga came from. But honestly, this is my belief. I believe we walked around calling ourselves that shit. Straight up. But not in the sense that they use it. Not the way they use it. I believe we walked, cause like, where do you, got, where do you get it from, bro? White, white people or anybody don't use derogatory terms towards us unless we use them ourselves. Cause they hear it. And be like, oh shit, I thought it was cool to say it, bro. Y'all saying it. No motherfucker, it's not cool to say that shit. But even worse outside the word nigga, fool, are you silly? Shut up, punk, bitch. If, a, if a somebody say your name wrong, Damon, you ain't gonna like that shit, right? Well, ain't, ain't that how they that, that they say your name when they pissed off at you? Yeah, they don't when say my name right name? anyway. They call me yeah, Damien. Because cause honestly, bro, I told you, Damien, I said, hey, oh. They call me Damien. I said, I, I didn't even say that. Ain't no damn E in your name. You're Damien. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, real talk, man. You get so mad, you just be like, oh, man, fuck it. All right. Damien, Damien. <laughs> No, nah, hell no. Nah. You'll call me my real name. Otherwise, guess what, Damien? They're gonna be calling you Damien all the goddamn time. My name is Damien, motherfucker. Get my name right. They're playing with you, bro. I'll put on the side. Hey man, can you say my name is Damien, please? I'm not no fucking Damien. Do I like a Damien to you, motherfucker? You don't even like a Damien. 
I hear what you're saying, Chad, but now, I, I don't know if that nigga came from us, man, because it hit a little bit too hard. Hey, I was watching uh, Django the other day, man. So why man, was so easy the, to say it, though? But they were I, using I, I, it like yeah. I felt every hit. That's a different, that's a different hey, argument. We talking about why does Gary Patterson, we talking about why Gary Patterson think he can say that. Because they I don't care who, I don't care who. Straight up. No, no. You, you know, you know not to go to your mama and be like, nigga, 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 bitch. Like, you know that shit. We, we know how to coach switch. We know we have savoir faire. We have intelligence to know when. And if you don't, then, I mean, you gotta, I don't know. Yeah, you're not nah, an adult. He, you gotta he you know how to read the room. He's too old not to read the room. Huh? You saying he don't know better? Who? Uh, that white boy? I mean, the coach? <laughs> the coach? Yeah. Oh, no, the motherfucker knows better. But what I'm saying is, dude, like, off top, that motherfucker said that shit, one, because he felt like he could say it because this is what we're going through in America. And then, two, is because that's how they refer to themselves. So, like, if your kids call each other assholes, you're going to be like, hey, y'all stop calling each other a-holes. No, <laughs> y'all stop using asshole. That's a bad word. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. So, off top, bro, I already told y'all how I feel about this word. I don't give a fuck about it no more. I'm glad they walked out and showed they my gumption. Fuck you, coach. We rolling out. We together. He needs to see that shit. And he need to get rid of his ass because he's insensitive. You imagine how that meeting went? He said, I'm tired of y'all. Y'all better not use nigger again. Y'all cool with that? Yeah, I don't like to use that word nigger. You better not use it ever again. And nigger this, and nigger that. Whoa. Said it five times? <laughs> Bro, it, was just an, it was an excuse for him to use it. He found an opportunity. He's like, okay, I'm going to address him for saying this. This is going to give me the opportunity so I can get this off out in public. I can say it to a black dude and I can get away with the shit. Yeah. I guarantee you, if nothing happened, he was going to use it again. Hey. Oh, hell yeah. If nothing happened, he was going to use it again. How many girls y'all call a bitch to their face and thought it was cool because they was calling each other bitches? Uh, none. Uh, none. So fuck that. That's not an opportunity. That's not an opportunity for me to call somebody a bitch because they do. Hey. Fuck that dude. We he said fucked it. up. He did the wrong shit. Get his ass out of here. I was trying not to curse so much, man. But see, this is what happens when negativity coming to your soul. He's not going to lose his job. He ain't going to lose his job. Yes, because he is because they're not going to play for him. They, somebody oh, said, lost somebody it. said, he lost what? It by now, he good. Somebody posted on the day, said, what? <laughs> about, the, about the nigga. <laughs> nah, he, 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 he already apologized, and I'm sure... You know what I mean? You shouldn't like, apologize. I'm tired of people apologizing, bro. I never say anything that I don't mean. And the only reason I feel bad about somebody is because they might feel bad. I don't ever feel bad about what I say because I said it, bro. Stop apologizing for shit that you mean. Hey, he said it. He should have been like, look, I said it. It was a mistake. I promise it won't ever happen again. Straight up. That's not him apologizing for saying a nigga. He's just saying, I won't never say it again. Straight up. You can't, you can't apologize for calling somebody a nigga and you know what's wrong, bro. And saying you want your job, saying you want to keep your job, you gonna apologize? Yeah. Oh, he's right. He gonna keep his job regardless. I'm pretty sure he uh, don't he okay. make some M's over there at that school at TC. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit, he been there for like goddamn twenty years. I'll yeah. at me when they arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor, and we can talk. Holla, that holla, holla, I'm sorry that. too. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> like y'all. Yeah, man. Very unfortunate. Arrest hey, Breonna Taylor's killers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hey, keep pushing that every day. 
Yeah, no, it's facts. That's facts. But hey, man, let's get into the um the last uh trending topic, man. So Jonathan Isaac would kneel and he lost his knee because of it, or so they say. What do y'all think about that story, man? Did yeah. uh, you think that was karma that came back on him? Shit happens, bro. I mean, it's, it's an unfortunate incident, but I want to know. They were saying that uh, he he let people know exactly why he didn't kneel. I couldn't find the reason why. Did y'all, did y'all know why? His explanation oh. for it? Oh, let Haywood. I like I like Haywood. No, no, know. I'm coming in last. I'm coming in last. What's his name? Jonathan what? <laughs> Jonathan Isaac. Maybe his knee was already hurting and he didn't want to kneel. Yeah, I'm about to pull it up. Uh, okay, let me see what he said. Uh, he says, I believe that Black Lives Matter. A lot went into my decision. Uh, and a part of it is, I thought that kneeling and wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, t-shirt doesn't go hand in hand with supporting Black Lives. So I feel like just me personally, um, I do believe Black Lives Matter, but I just feel like it was a decision that I had to make. And I didn't feel like putting on a shirt and kneeling went in hand with Black Lives Matter. <clears throat> I believe that for myself, my life has been Supported by gospel, Jesus Christ, and everyone <laughs> is made in the image of God that we all forge through God's glory. Boy, everybody want to bring up God, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they think, they think oh. you're not going to attack them, bro. That's why they bring up God. I wish they would talk to me like that. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see if one of y'all want to go before I go, because I really want to go. I right, really want to go. All right. Busy. Get busy. So straight up, straight up. This is how I feel about this. Don't take too long, because I'm about to go in, too. Straight up. The hell <laughs> with all of it. Y'all know how I feel about this shit, man. If that man went out there and he didn't want to take a knee, he ain't got to take a knee. And can any of y'all go to y'all employer right now to supervise the office and take a damn knee in front of their office? I bet y'all can't. I bet y'all won't take no damn knee if you're in formation in the military. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I already told y'all how I feel about Kaepernick and Rosa Parks the same fucking way I feel about this dude. I was tired. I'm pissed off. Y'all boys didn't slap me for another quarterback. I'm I'm, going to sit down. I told y'all, a soldier saw him do that and said, that's a sign of disrespect for the flag. I was in the military, bro. We took a knee for solidarity. You know what I'm saying? To honor our fallen. That's why we take a knee. You know what I'm saying? So for those people out there taking a knee for Black Lives Matter, y'all taking a knee for every motherfucker that we lost. Straight up. And you want to talk about Black Lives Matter, bro? Check this out. Why is it that I see a player like Lonzo Ball wearing a jersey that says, say their name on the back of it, but ain't nowhere in that goddamn stadium are they saying their names? Why they names on the back of them jerseys? Fuck taking a knee, bro, if y'all ain't going to do shit about it. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say, bro. That taking the knee shit, all this protest stuff, bro. Tell me what protest y'all know that had a time limit. And we gonna go meet here at two o'clock to go protest. No motherfucker, somebody gonna show up and we just gonna start doing our thing. This shit to me, bro, is all designed. It's all designed, bro. And Haywood can vouch me on some parts of this shit because he went to the Black Lives Matter website. You know what I'm saying? So like when it comes to me and this man not taking the knee and then he hurt himself and people say that's karma. For one, if y'all think that man deserved that, go fuck yourself. You ain't got to fuck with me ever again. You can delete me. You can cancel me. If you think that man got hurt because he didn't take a knee, you're an asshole. And I'll tell you to your face. This man didn't want to take a knee for his beliefs. And now he's a, a bad guy for that. 
when, when, when did it start being a problem when we believed in something other than what others believe in? Because last time I checked, all them successful motherfuckers, they got way different beliefs than us. That billionaire mentality. Come on, man. Do you think they worry about this shit right now? They ain't even watching these sports. They're making money. They're trying to make a difference behind the scenes. My take I give them my time. <laughs> well, my take on it, and I'll be, I'll be quick. It was, it was very linear for me. Um, personally, I just saw the irony of him blowing his ACL after all of that. I didn't know who this player was. I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about Jonathan Isaac, but I think it's, his purpose was served uh, by what he did because, of course, he skyrocketed to a trending topic on Twitter and everything else. And then on top of that, his jersey is the number two selling jersey um, in the league at this point right now after he uh, he pulled that stunt. And that's all it, be honest with you, man, that's all it was to me. It just felt like a publicity stunt, and he got exactly what he wanted out of that publicity stunt. He got some notoriety that he didn't have before. I know who he is now. He got his jersey is, uh, is going off in regards to the sales, and now he's sitting out because he, he got a bum knee. I still don't know that boy right now to this day. You can show me a picture of him right now, and I would not know who the hell he is. Yeah, I didn't know who he was at all. Notoriety. He a bench. He in the bubble. He in the bubble. That's enough. You're in the NBA, bro. What you need notoriety for? He can you lead. He can play? lead now. He can lead a bubble now. He can't play. That's cool. For me, for me I'll be real, going real quick. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be real quick. For me, um, I really don't don't care if he if he kneels or not. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't make a difference. Uh, that's his right to to not kneel. Um, the thing about the whole situation is like, okay, if you take a knee, what does that mean at the end of the day? What, what, what does that mean? What, what, what are you doing for the movement? What are you doing for your people? You know what I'm saying? All it is is symbolism. So yeah. uh, it, 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 I agree with it. That's, he, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. I don't care about him taking a knee or if he didn't take a knee. The biggest thing for me is the virtue signaling that he's doing after the fact when he's sitting down at the press table and somebody asking why he didn't take a knee and why he didn't take a shirt. For me, it's simple. Just like, no comment. I don't want to be a distraction. Keep it right. Moving. But when Haywood read the statement, it's just like, come on, man, you're bringing Jesus and God and all this. And it's basically a dog whistle for everybody else that, you know, is on the opposite side of the BLM movement and, and everything that has to do with, you know, Black Lives Matter. So it, it just felt like virtue signaling at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I mean, he, he has his right to do what he needs to do, but I just feel like based on the attention, and it's not even his fault, but the, 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 the right media, conservative media is going to make him out to be a hero. It's going to be like, see, and, and he's black and he doesn't, it, I mean, a black person who's not kneeling and says stuff and you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, we're going to eat this up. You had to know that was going to be the case, my brother. You had to know. And so based on that, and then I just feel like, man, let me go ahead and just kneel with my brother and show, because it's a team. It's a team thing, and you was the only one who did that. You know what I'm saying? So how would I feel if everybody was walking out in the locker room and you decided uh, you got to get carried out? Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like you went to ride on the with the mascot. It's just like, dog, what are you, like, we a team. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, I wouldn't have did it like that because you singled yourself out, you know what I'm saying? And you made yourself look different. But this weaponization of religion and Jesus, when you want to use it, is completely pissing me off. Because 
first of all, that's a fact. We can't walk and chew gum at the same time. You can't kneel and support. We already know LeBron and the dudes and the players coalition is pushing voting rights. NBA players, Chad, why you talking about they ain't doing nothing? You know what I'm saying? That's what they doing right oh, now. Yeah. They don't have to do that. Hold on, I'm not done. Behind the they doing voter. They doing voter registration and getting us to vote. That's freaking huge. When you see athletes leading a campaign, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing. Like, these boys is doing great. And I bet you, if we go read on the Players Coalition, we'll see a lot that they're doing. But this, this religious, and there was a study that they, we sent out in the group with the, uh, about the Religious uh, Institute, uh, the PRRI. I can't remember what that meant. I'm going to pull that up. Thank you. Pull that up for me, too. The PRRI Institute. Uh, that's, what, that's who wrote that article about uh, the study. That it showed that those who identify as Christians are much more likely to be unempathetic and not seeing the viewpoint of Black Lives Matter. And this is not a surprise because of religion and Christianity specifics juxtaposed against anything Black. From the Christian writing, Ku Klux Klan members, to the Bible they pushed, and did you and the slave Bible? Y'all know that was a slave Bible. Yep. yep. A yep. different Bible. It was a uh, Bible straight with slave verses. Yep. You referencing real quick? Verses. You're referencing the uh, Public Religion Research Institute. There we go. I did read the entire article. He has a book. He has a book. And it says some white too long, and it's talking about how religion. And racism have, and Christianity has intertwined. Listen, I'm not here to tell you who your God is and who you should not be. But you will not. And you're playing along in exactly what racism does. And it individualizes things when we try to get y'all to realize that it's systemic. So just how you wanted to single out that dude, like he's for love and he's for all people because he's a follower of Jesus. Jesus, man, come on, dog. Because I'm about to be like, where was Jesus with this person when, when he was kneeling on my motherfucking neck? Huh? Oh, and where, was, where was that shit then? You know what I'm saying? Where was that? And you check them comments and they like, and George, and they talking about George Ford, a felon and a thug and what, man, I don't, I'm not trying to hear that lovely shit no more. Yes. I'm not trying to hear that shit because you are using that as a guy, a guise to hide your accountability and responsibility for what's going on in the fucking world right now. I don't want to hear you say shit about Jesus. Oh. I don't want to hear you say shit about Jesus because if you live by the principles of the Christ, the anointed one, and start trying to have a Christ consciousness and trying to act like a Christ man walk the earth, Thanks. which is different, Trying to realize the trying to realize the Christ consciousness in yourself, then maybe we wouldn't have this shit going on. It's not Christian's fault that this shit happened, but I'm just saying we got to stop weaponizing religion when we want to not take responsibility. Yeah, if you want to see a real life illustration of that, just watch the Book of Eli. It's it's that whole story is about. You know that uh, that leader of that town trying to use the Bible and use it as a way to control the masses and control the minds of the people. Now I know, like now I know Haywood and I we have a difference of opinion in regards to Christianity as a whole, and of course I, you know, would consider myself a devout Christian and everything. But the way that Jonathan Isaac 
is represented Christianity is just something I can't I can't get with when it's when it's you know to a point where you just you know casting uh uh what am I trying to say judgment you're trying to cast judgment on somebody before for their actions and stuff like that that's when it gets you know out of lines of what Christianity is supposed to be and but and, you linking you linking shit that don't need to be linked not you Dan right right and I'm right, right. very clear with that. Like, yeah, yeah. like, dog, Neela has nothing to do with Jesus. What does it have to do with your God, dog? We trying to show that you support something. You know what I'm saying? Because we out here dying in these streets, dog. And you think you standing? Oh, man, like, you, you think Jesus, you think Jesus would be okay with what happened to George Floyd? You think they would be, he would be like, oh, he's a, he was a felon? Y'all see that video that came out when he was talking about, please don't kill me? Before yeah. he was even out the car, y'all see that shit? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't even want to put, put it in the chat, y'all, because it's so fucking sad. It's just like, I can't even take that shit no more. But when, he was, when they tried chat. to put him in the back of the car and he was like, he's claustrophobic. Bruh, did anybody even put that shit in the chat? Y'all know we got nine people in the chat. Nobody even put that shit in the chat. I don't think. Nah, it, was, it was just too much for me. I saw it all. I watched it all, but I was just, I was over it at that point. I don't I know like, how y'all do that, bro. Like Look. oh oh Chris for real Hayward on the cool, I'm I'm fucking with you right now. I feel your cheek from afar, nigga. Like for real, I really feel your energy and you passionate about this shit, and I love it. And that's yeah. why I always sound like how I sound, bro. Because I'll be a hundred every goddamn time. I'm rocking with you, Chris. I feel you, but I feel like this boy just pulled the Apollo move. Y'all remember that show, the Apollo? If you don't want to get booed, you come out there and sing a Christian song. That motherfucker did not take a knee, and I, I bet you he didn't say the real reason why he didn't take a knee. He probably felt like if I said something about God, nobody will criticize me. And wrong. Bro, you're in the wrong climate right now to be trying to throw God and Jesus out into anything, just like what Chris said right now, when we out there getting murdered. When we out there getting murdered like how we are, bro, and you want to try to throw God and Christ into this man, hey, like I said, you can do whatever you want to do. You're a free spirit. God made you able to make your own decisions. That's why God doesn't make mistakes because we make our own and we learn from them. Bro, you should have just went out there. You should have, did he even talk to anybody? Like, cause he had to, he had to have said something to somebody cause his teammates wouldn't have put their arms around that boy. They embraced him. You know what I'm saying? Or like they would have, they would have done it, but not make it look so like, ah, we love this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I really feel like, man, he just threw God out there in the mix because he felt like that was going to cover up him standing up, bro. Like if you didn't want to take a knee, bro, don't take a knee. Did you take a knee at the first? The well, first? I think I, everybody. I think everybody saw what it was. They saw it as a, a, a publicity stunt, and they were like, "We're not going to get involved in that. It's a distraction." God, day. So why why contribute to that distraction and just let him be out there on that island by himself? Bro, that sucks that he did that by himself, and now it's a it's a it's a political stunt. It's a stunt. That's crazy, fool, because he did it by himself. That that's what sucks, man. Because that's man, bro. Anybody well, the act the act is not a stunt. Like like I said before, I don't care if you stood or kneel. I don't care right. what you do. Yeah, but where it crossed the it. line, where the, the where it crossed the line is the press conference. And yeah. like Haywood said, you know, I you use Christianity as a crutch it's, to to try to you know justify your actions with that. It could have been as simple as no comment. I, I don't exactly. want to be a distraction. It could have exactly. been that simple. Exactly. It would have been over with. He probably wasn't thinking. He a kid. He probably thought he had to cover himself up because he was going to get backlash. And honestly, bro, don't anytime y'all be like, hey, man, I'm challenging my forces from God to do what I'm doing. 
when somebody say that shit, you be like, hey, more power to you, brother. I can't fight you on that. You know what I'm saying? So that's how he felt. But 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 we we cannot listen, y'all. Racism talks in codes. If you know your history, you have to know that they don't just gotta say nigger in your face for it to be racism. There's things they do, the language of racism of how it operates. So when you see, when I see something, I'm so jet charged up about it because I know this is the language of racism. They don't say, we don't say, we don't say we want to oppress you. We just address the voting rights and we take away polling locations. You know what I'm saying? Right. We don't say KKK, we say states' rights. You know what I'm saying? So when you see this weaponization in the article, it says in public opinion is a clear pattern has emerged. White Christians are consistently more likely than than whites who are religious unaffiliated to deny the existence of racism. A close study of of history reveals that white, uh, white, white Christians have not just been complacent or complicit Rather, as the nation's dominant cultural power, we have constructed and sustained a project of perpetuating white supremacy. And that's what that post was. When you saw that post of that dude, they're grabbing the, the calves and them standing there. I'm charged up because you're perpetuating, A, that our struggle, it doesn't matter. We don't see you. And that your struggle is not real. So you're denying my reality. And when you're denying my reality, that fucking pisses me off because the reality is we dying out here. Yeah. You don't see it because you think about how this makes you feel to see me kneel as opposed to how it feels if you were in my shoes. Exactly. That's a big ass difference. You thinking about you getting defensive <clears throat> instead of listening to what the person who's hurt saying. Y'all know we've been in relationships. Well, how's the argument going to go when y'all arguing, y'all be like, well, you shouldn't have said this to me, and you just keep defending your position instead of being like, all right, you know what? You know, I could have said this. But, or you just take responsibility, even if you fucking didn't even really want to do that. Come on now, we didn't argue with women, and we like, yo, you know what? I could have. I wish things could have went out better. You know what I'm saying? Like, you do what you got to do. You try to see the other point. But you don't be like, fuck what you said. You should have said, you shouldn't have said that. And, oh, well. Like, that's not what you do, man. So we have to be able to see the thread patterns that are going on. And when you see that and you see somebody Christian do that, you check them in a nice way. And you let them know that this is not seeing my reality. And if you want to be an ally, don't throw Jesus in the pot. Because those one of those things where how can you argue with Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Or you can't actually, but I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's a way to, to stop the conversation at the end of the day. That's all it is. Just a way to stop the conversation. We can go on there forever, man. Let's get into our main topic, man. I'm excited to talk about Black is King, the great, you know, Miss Beyonce Knowles Carter put out uh, this past weekend, man. Did everybody get a chance to see it? Or at least most of us get a chance to see it? <laughs> yeah, man, that shit was dope, bro. That shit was so fucking dope. Yeah, it was. Yeah, while we talking about this, you need to put that shit up on YouTube and look at some of the visuals at least. Yeah, so. I saw, I yeah. saw, I saw, I saw, that's why I said, that's why I said Jeremy seen 49 moments to me because I've seen that. And oh. I, seen, like, I was talking to the antibiotic, you know what oh. I'm saying? So, like a lot of that, yeah, I've seen. So, um, I was very, I was interested in watching it now because honestly, I mute Chad for a second. You got, you know, you got, well, it was the, it was a, it was, I was excited. Like, I was literally up at midnight. 
but it didn't come out to like like the next morning. So I was excited. I was kind of upset. But uh, it was, uh, you know, y'all know I, I make videos and stuff. So, you know, I don't know if y'all realize how many scenes that was, how many wardrobes that was, how many chore- choreographed dances, how many outfits Beyonce had. Like, bruh, that was a huge production. That was not no, like, uh, I want to know what the budget was on this. That shit was crazy, bro. And so... That one thing I want, want y'all to know, and then the two, the symbolism in it, you know what I'm saying? And then how she did it was so tasteful because even though she's being blackity blackity, she's still doing it in a way that other people can enjoy it because it's art. You know what I'm saying? And she lays out the patterns to where if you get it, if you see her with the water, about the waterfall, you may see Yemoya. But if you didn't, you would just be like, yeah, it's just a pretty image. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beautiful thing with it. Um, I, I thought it was, man, like culturally, this is what happens when we we have creatives that are able to have a direct path to mainstream media. You know what I'm saying? J and B can do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? And they choose, thank God, to create things that bring value to our community. Like the, like, a like, a you know, just everything Beyonce does. It's just, man, it's so great. So. Yeah, the imagery was just crazy for me, man. Just sitting there watching it. I've watched it two times now, uh, just kind of going through everything. And, you know, some of the biggest takeaways that I took, I put a little list together in regards to some of the things that stood out to me and some of the messaging. It was like, um, how can the world know you if you don't know yourself? And, you know, me personally wanting to get out there and identify my ancestry and exactly where I come from. And how, you know, our family, I, of course, we know how we migrated here, but, you know, how do we end up in Texas, for instance, and stuff like that, and, you know, kind of digging into that a little bit more. And then something that resonated with me heavily was the uh, the hearse ride scene, the hearse limo. Mm, that boy came in like a boss then, and I was like, Ooh. wait, yeah, you yeah. talking about the hearse? I'm talking about Jay, when he came in, what's the hearse, what's the hearse? The, her- the one where he was, they were like in the, uh, the neon hearse, and like Beyonce was in the back, and it was, it was uh, the guy that represented Simba and his friend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And it, it was kind of, to me personally, it felt like it represented, you can get lost and lose yourself in the crowd of trying to assimilate to what everybody's doing. And I feel like I've been in situations like that where it got so crazy that everything just looked unfamiliar and it got uncomfortable. Just didn't want to be there no more. You know what I'm saying? In regards to that, to that scene. And it's, it's, uh, you know, a stark contrast to like, Hey, you could get so lost that you got to try to find your way back and you got to make sure that you, you know, watch the crowd and watch the company that you keep. So you don't, uh, you know, catch yourself falling. But the encouraging thing is that you can come back to, you know, your rightful place as a king. And um, another the song where uh, King already, you're a king already. Um, be your own king. Don't let nobody rule your world. Stuff like that. Making sure that you hold true to, um, you know, your self-confidence, your self-worth, know your self-worth and exude your self-worth. Um, don't be in a position like where we're in right now where we constantly have to code switch and, you know, assimilate to what everybody else wants us to be and take our rightful place as a king and act like a king and, and monitor your kingdom too at the same time. Being yep. a king means take what's yours, but at the same time, protect what's yours and protect everybody around you and grow your community too. So that's that's definitely something that um, 
I took from it, man. It was just it was just a lot in regards to storytelling. I know it was in line with um, the Lion King, but it actually did a great job in in uh, expressing like the African American experience. Um, I believe. I mean, well, the concept of um, the Lion King is a very it's the common uh, storyboard structure. You know what I'm saying? But where it has internal uh, early on conflict, and then where a person has an internal struggle and external struggle. Internal. Right. He has to go back and find himself, Simba. You know what I'm saying? And he has to remember his ancestors and who he is, which is Sankofa, which is what we need to do as people. And the Lion King wasn't the first person with the storyline. And actually, if we do some research, you know, they took the story from, I mean, this has been taught many times. But the story of, of Heru or Saul, how you have to rise up, rise your consciousness up to, or to, or for Jesus, or to raise your consciousness up to be that of a king or to be of God consciousness. You know what I'm saying? That is the story that's been told in many different, you know, uh, uh, myth, mythologies and, and religions. And so I think it's dope how I honestly didn't forgot. I had to remember that it was the Lion King again. Because yeah. I was forgetting, you know, because there'll be a song in there every now and then. But the whole cool thing is it really is like, yo, remember who you are. And that's kind of low-key what symbol had to do, and that's also what we got to do. Right, right. Especially with that story with the Lion King itself, it's like a true form of like, you know, Simba assimilated to Western civilization and then having to be pulled back to his roots in Africa and the East. Well, he was comfortable. Just think about it. He was comfortable eating the worms with Pumbaa, Timon and Pumbaa and all that shit, but that's not what he was designed to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what, what he, he was living a small life. You know what I'm saying? And thank God, and get, guess who came and got him? That woman did. Not saying yep. I was happy, but that woman came out and told him who he is. And I'm going to tell you this, fellas, because when I was going through it with my case, it was a woman who I talked to, my good friend, who was like, Chris, you better not fold. You better go fight for your daughter. She said, you a king. She said it like that. She's like, you a king. You a new. She said, you better rise. Like, that's what a woman should do to a man. She should yeah. remind him of who he is. Then I was sad and I was in, dog, she was literally saying this in the Amazon truck. And I'm like, sad. And she like, you, she said, you need to stop being a bitch, Chris. You better go fight for your daughter. And I was like, damn, you're right. That's what I got to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's what Beyonce was trying to do. She, she's, she's like, yo, you know, man, that, that got me emotional. Like, yeah, it's like you got to pick your queen. Pick your queen that'll uh, help you rise up and build you up as a king with that. And that was, that was like, a, uh, I think one of the lines in the, because I watched it today uh, before we started, but one of the lines in there was like, I've learned so much more from a woman versus anything that I would ever learn from a man, you know, in regards to being a man and being a king. Because you need that, you need that person to, you know, provide that yin and yang, you know, as far as, you know, getting um, your knowledge and stuff from a man is usually going to be like blunt, straightforward to your face. But the, the queen in your life is going to be the one that'll pick you up when you're down and remind you of your kingship and who you're supposed to be, you know, as a person. And that's, you know. Help you not live a low life. She was like, wait, why you over here eating over here? You know what I'm saying? Like in the story, you know, she was like, bro, you. You the king. You better come back. Come, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That boy was eating bugs, man. That boy was eating bugs in the movie. I and shit, watched bro. this shit, bro, because, because of all the good things I've heard about it. 
and just from, I can paint a vivid picture just from what you two have said about it. Um, sometimes like when I know y'all be like, damn, did Chad ain't watch this shit? Like sometimes I don't need to bro. Like I really don't need to, I, I can, I can fucking see it. You know what I'm saying? I can see it from what other people say about it. And then when I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what they were talking about. Like when you put the pictures up, you put the pictures up in, um, in the group text, me and Ant been talking about that before you did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so what I'm saying is the shit that y'all do or say is I've already done it and now I'm seeing it. So I told, I told Ant, it was, it was funny, right? Cause I was like, damn, Ant, now, we, now I can put a, a name with the faces. I can put a, I can put a name with the faces, bro. Straight up. Cause like, it's, it's, it's crazy to hear, but I'm saying, so it's like, I, I dig what y'all saying. And with the black queen, yes, that is true, bro. Like, I don't know about y'all, man, but like when I was coming up, you wouldn't catch me nowhere, but within a group of females all my life. I went where the women were. I learned a lot from them a lot. Yeah. That's why, that's why now whenever I see people putting these crazy quotes up and stuff up about women and stuff like that on Facebook, I challenge them because I'm tired of seeing that shit. Like what is wrong with y'all? What, what is, I don't, I don't care what this, what woman done to you in your life to make you so, so much of a bitter ass person because you probably done 10 times worse than she did. It's just the fact that you got fucked over. So when it comes to our women, man, our black women and Beyonce, like, man, I, I love her artistry, for real, man. I love her music. You know what I'm saying? I for another album to come out. That shit ain't came out. I used to love listening to that. Da, 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 da. She just did a video. She did a, supposedly she did a soundtrack. Uh, all the music from this was not necessarily original, Chad. Supposedly there was an album with the, the, the lines. I know you ain't seen it, Chad, but the lines are kind of, kind of. I've like, seen all uh, this shit. I've seen it, supposedly. The whole reason I know anything, if you don't, if, obviously Beyonce don't put captions, but her mama be posting and her mama says stuff that Beyonce never said. So she'll be like, she'll give context to stuff because she gets yeah. some access to some pictures. And so she said on there that that, that, that music is uh, actually, you know, uh, on an album. And keep in mind, she brought in, ain't no white, ain't no white people at all in that thing. It's African artists. I had to look <laughs> up some of these people. Like she really like stimulated the economy with that. Like that's dope. Yeah, and the cast and crew and stuff like yeah. that in regards to like filming it. Another thing that stuck out to me too as well, and I didn't catch this at first, but I know Trace had read an article uh, later on. Um, I don't know if you remember the scene um, or the song where she put the baby in the bassinet mm-hmm. and placed the baby down the river, and that represented a miscarriage, that miscarriage that she had, you know. And that was when I went back and looked at it a second time, mm-hmm. man, I couldn't help because I, I mean, I still deal with that. Y'all know my. Yeah, situation yeah. with they that, less, bro. They less. with that, but yeah, it was it was one of those things. Like going back and looking at it a second time, it's just like, man, yeah, it, it just meant it meant so much more. And what she was saying, she was speaking you know, African language, but what she was saying is ancestors in the clouds. So basically, she was sending her baby up to the ancestors in the clouds, and one day she would be there, to her her baby when you know she moves on from this earth too at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was, you know, personally beautiful for me, man, to, to see and experience mm-hmm. with that story, man. Well, Beyonce knows some shit, fool. Like, why you think her mom is talking for her? You ain't never gonna hear Beyonce say nothing, bro. You know she don't follow nobody on IG. All of her ideas come from her and Jay-Z. That's like, that's like Hancock meet finding his wife. You remember, you know what I'm saying? The movie Hancock, whenever they got together, their powers would subdue. That's not true. Whenever they got together, their powers would become infinite. And that's what they are right now, bro. That's straight up. They're powerful. I think uh, 
Yeah, it was an accent. Shit, lost that thought. Um, oh, the personification in there is important to distinguish you know, for people who may not know. You know, um, if, I could, if I could label a couple things about African spirituality um, and how it differs from mainstream, the, some of the in in how some of those are very prevalent in Black is King is uh, incorporating your ancestors in in ancestor worship, and that's very important to say because based on African cosmology, your ancestors have already transitioned to the next life, and so it is said that they are already closer to the original ancestor, and so you can still communicate to them and ask them for help and for guidance. And so on my shrine, I still have pictures of my loved ones there because it keeps them alive, not only in my heart, but it realized the interconnectivity of life. It's not the devil. And so when you see ancestral worship, understand that we understand that God is the first ancestor. Your original ancestor is God. The, the the source of all and so when you see people bash ancestor worship we all we are doing is acknowledging that god came in the form of my family member you know what i'm saying and that's a beautiful right. thing and it's just very frustrating to see people shitting on shitting on beyonce saying it's like you know um de- demonic because they don't understand the bottom i mean the who hathar is or who yumo ya is the great mother or Oshun the personification of love, or Ogun, the warrior, and the craftsman, and the blacksmith, or Shango, the king of, of thunder and lightning, you know what I'm saying, who are not deities and gods per se, but who are personifications of God, as you would give an attribute to God and be like, he's loving, or how a personification of God is that he's strong or smart, that's what an Orisha is. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. um, or hey, what are just maybe just are they do know what it is. And since they know what it is, they want to continue to keep us blinded from it. I don't believe that. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. But it's our it's our people though. That's the it's, thing. It's black people though, Reese. It's yeah. our people shitting on So I want to get into that criticism because no name she put up a post recently. And she was, you know, blanking, and I'm, I'm gonna read it out. So she was like, and I know No Name is the one that had the beef with J Cole recently, yeah, yeah. for people that don't know. But yeah. um, she posted a very controversial tweet stating, uh, "We love an African aesthetic draped in capital <laughs> capitalism. Hope we remember that uh, black folks on the continent whose daily lives are impacted by U.S. imperialism." Uh, this tweet was severely misunderstood to suggest that Black Americans. Uh, cinema production should liberate Africa. Instead, No Name is claiming that Black America plays an integral role in endorsing U.S. imperialism, especially by ignoring it. One could go further to say that Black America votes for imperialists such as Barack Obama and Joseph Biden, who through the U.S. military have plunged North Africa into uh, chaos and uh, and maintain a strong presence there and uh, in East Africa. There's also clear cultural imperialism of Black America, which can be directly related to cinematic productions themselves, which create a sense of Black American superiority, which is a of uh, imperialism. So basically, saying we, you know, we're not really going in after the cultural context of the continent 
and trying to figure out, you know, essentially where we're coming from or the story. It's like basically we're just, you know, making money off of our, our people. That's it. That was so, I feel like that was uh, relating or diverting the story to something that it didn't need to be about. Do you want, do you want Beyonce to stop AFRICOM? Do you want Beyonce to stop the government from killing Gaddafi? Like, what are we saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, we understand that African-Americans are the global leaders in terms of black people. Like, many, what's a trend from African-Americans? Postates across the, the, the world as far as what black people, what those of African descent do. And so when she was trying to connect us to Africa, we found a way to shit on her and say she's promoting capitalism when she stimulated the African economy by bringing those people in. It's just like, like that's, we, we off base on that. And I'm gonna give her some, I'm gonna let her make it. Cause that's my, that's my sister. But I, I believe, I don't wanna say you out of pocket, but you just misinformed and you aiming at the wrong people. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's the it's the essentially it's the crabs in a barrel mentality. That's how I feel about it at the at the end of the day, because there's no point in you know essentially bringing that up if it exposes our people to want to understand their culture. As I talked to my wife after we watched it the first time, and she had a spirit of, okay, I'm ready to know exactly where I come from just based off of seeing that. May not have been the intended consequence of watching it, but that's. That's I think a, that's what it was, Dan. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's moving in a positive direction. And I get it. Everybody in our culture within African culture weren't kings. I understand that. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with teaching our young Black boys and our young Black uh, girls that they can be kings and queens. It's like, we want to make sure that they have that confidence to when they grow up, they'll be able to go out in the world and be the leaders that we want them to be. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being you know, scared of what we talk about all the time on this podcast, scared of having to go in and assimilate to a job or code switching and stuff like that. It's like, at this point right now, you got to have an entry point. You got to put a, put the medicine in the candy so people can really understand yeah. you know, how they can actually get into the game. And I get it. You know, they want to have, you know, somebody of African descent be the one that tell these stories. But sometimes you got to have a figure like a Beyonce to step in, to bring more people, to bring that draw in. So your story can get told in a meaningful way. And you find out on your own, you get you get artists like you, Haywood, that actually go out and put in the time and the effort and the research in the projects that they're involved in. And we, we get a, a clear, you know, picture and a clear view of what we should be looking at, what we should be researching. You know what I'm saying? What you think, Jim? Man, I ain't like it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. No, nah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't get to to watch all of it, and I, it didn't get my full attention when watching it. But um, I liked how. Uh, <laughs> what's up? Said boy had to watch that word, man. Yeah, man, that's crazy. But no, I like how uh, basically what y'all touched on uh, how uh, she was able to integrate her message into uh, Simba's journey. Uh, you know, about being displaced from his kingdom. And then, you know, figure out who he was and, um, you know, that which is, uh, applies to, you know, us black people. Uh, so, you know, I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty dope. Uh, I'm definitely going to finish it uh, this evening. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's powerful to see us looking that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it's uh, 
just to see so many repetitive images of us like that, it makes me like, damn, it makes me realize how we don't have that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how, why is this not on BET? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Why isn't anything on back? Why isn't any, is any, why isn't BET the leader? Why are there black cooking shows? And like, everything should be coming through BET. I don't really understand. But anyway. You know what? She, she did a Disney movie, so I guess that, that kind of makes sense. But uh, the... The level of detail, y'all. Yeah, I know nothing was on camera on on that video, on that film that she didn't want to, and so it's important. We we kind of glorify. I won't say glorify Beyonce, but all Beyonce is is somebody like us. She's just using her platform and she's taking like in, in the four hundred meter and you know what I'm saying the relay. She's just taking the baton. She's running her lap. You know what I'm saying. So everybody got to run their lap doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we do well, so your thing is the podcast, or maybe you a teacher, but everybody got to have a rock star. We we need everybody to do a Beyonce performance and what they do because we got a lot of work to do, dog. Yeah, I'm seeing these posts, but based on some of the things we're saying and how people are saying, you know, about this Black Lives Matter, like, like there are people who are fed up now. And there's a like a going to be a counterbalance. Whenever some, a lot of shit is blackety, blackety, like President Obama, there's no camera balance. Matt, you might not even have Trump run if Obama wasn't president for eight years. You know what I'm saying? And the tone and the and the consensus of how this shit is a little bit just too black. This is just a little bit. So the counter of that is coming. It's coming. They posted my shit on Austin Austin Monthly Instagram. Man, them people, I had to get off. And them people say, oh my God, I'm over it. And I'm, I had to get off that negative energy because it pissed me, it put me in a spirit of anger. You know what I'm saying? When I yeah. read something behind me, I got to get off it because it ain't nothing good coming out. It's just going to piss me off because I told you how I feel and you don't care. What's funny you know? when you got to face your reality, when you really got to face reality and the truth. Yeah. You shine that light on the truth, everybody get the, hey, I don't want to see that. You know, I got truth the move. Hurts. Truth hurts. <laughs> you can't deal with it, bro. I'm telling you when that man, I'm telling you, bro. That shit hurt. It's hurtful, though. I ain't gonna lie and say it's not. That shit hurt my feelings and it made me whenever I'm angry, it's usually because I'm hurt first. That's most people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I would hate after all this. I'm like, damn, you can't see it now. If you can't see it now, they created, bro. How you gonna create? Bro, if you seen this man get kneeled on and we seen all this shit happen, and you still think we just hey, make it up and don't you, even think racism exists. Hey, well, have you seen the pictures, bro, of white people smiling, pointing at black men, hanging from trees, burnt the fuck up? I've seen people see them pictures and they go, oh, my God, they did that? Oh, my God. And they keep on moving. You're talking about the old ones, like the old one back in the day? Yes. When I went to go see the Emmett Till exhibit with my wife, you know what I'm saying, in D.C., oh, bro, it wasn't a dry eye in that damn room. Wasn't a dry eye in that room. And guess what? When we walked out of there, them people totally forgot about it. They, they don't come on, bro. They they created this shit. They ain't. They don't care. They're gonna show sympathy because that's what they want. They, that's what we want to see from them. And then you know what they're gonna do? Go back to normal. So they think it's cool that they put Black Lives Matter on the basketball court for us. Nah, bro. That's not enough. It's not enough. If Black Lives really matter. You know what I'm saying? How about y'all get out there and show us that we really matter by opening up all these cases against all these innocent black people that have been murdered by these cops. Do something about that. You know what I'm saying? It starts in the communities. That's it's where it starts at. Them, them people getting murdered right in our backyards. They ain't getting married at, uh, murdered in Congress. 
they get murdered on fucking Cullen and Zelensky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Yeah. Found four dead bodies in my hood. You know what I'm saying? In my town. So that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, that's what the shit is happening there, bro. In our neighborhood. That's where it got to start, bro. They don't care. They don't care because they don't come to our neighborhood. They ain't never going to care. So since they don't care, we got to care. And we got to show each other. And when we show each other, it's going to spill over to them. Because at this point, bro, you got to stop trying to talk to a motherfucker that ain't listening to you. Straight up. Yeah. We're starting to start in that voting booth, man. That's where it really starts. You really got to get in there and make it happen. We definitely need to do what we can on that to kind of push the vote. Yeah, we got we got our livelihoods uh, all connected to this, y'all. They got early voting. They got going on right now, right in in Michigan. We got to talk about. We got to talk about that next episode. How they doing shit with this voter suppression? This shit crazy. How they knocking people off the voter roll? Like they they get nasty with it, and again, you have to know the language of racism, so you know. Oh, Trump! Oh, Trump is—he ain't even code switching or putting secret messages out. He said you can do mail-in voting in Florida, but everywhere else, fuck that. We ain't doing no mail-in. Texas voting. too. He said we can just do it. We can just do it in Florida because you know, because you know, it's a red state. <laughs> it's more likely he's more likely to get mail-in votes from the Republicans on that side. Or and just let them them felons out uh, to vote though. You better be careful though. Hey LeBron, work. Hey LeBron offered to pay all lay fines, bro, so they can vote. That shit is clutch. Shay, salute to LeBron, man. You still a whole ass nigga on that corner. <laughs> no, you thought all that. No, here we go. You gotta bro. defend LeBron at all costs, man. He the man. <laughs> He's a great man, but he's still a whole ass nigga. I'm gonna give him all day. We'll take it. What hey, Jordan man, do? How much Jordan? How much Jordan give? Jordan whole ass. I'm tired of debate. We're not debating Jordan and LeBron. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know, I'm a Magic Johnson fan. Magic Johnson's my favorite player, bro. Him and Larry. You know, I'm true 80, baby. So I can't, I can't do that Jordan and LeBron back and forth shit no more. It's stupid. Last thing, last thing I want to touch on before we jump off the uh, Beyonce Black is King thing, man, is just that it's important for me to say, let's stop the crabs in the barrel mentality. You know, if you have more knowledge than somebody else in a certain area, it's best to leave with, uh, with sugar versus hitting somebody with a stick because you know more than them. Because at one point, you didn't know all that information. Mm-hmm. So you got to take that into consideration and treat everybody as if they're infants. Like, I'll tell you right now, I don't know a lot of shit. So if you can help me understand, that's that's a good place to come from. And it may sound like a, a, a sensitive black man when it comes to that. Oh, he's being sensitive. Oh, he don't want to, you know know the truth. He should have got the knowledge a long time ago. I'm telling you I'm ignorant. So give me the knowledge. Who don't chastise me for not having the knowledge. Damn it, somebody said it to you, you should punch him in the face. Well, they said that to J. Cole. They said that to J. Cole. That's why I was saying it. So J. Cole should punch somebody in the face. No. <laughs> <laughs> J. Cole finna go to the NBA. He ain't worried about these people. That's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that man ain't gonna make that. That's a mistake. That Anybody can hit a wide open three. Yes. Hey, in a gym with nobody, nobody hooping with you. Hey, all day, baby, all day. <laughs> people in the G League right now who are Dice code. It's the people not even in G League. I ain't want to see it's people, people in high school. NCAA is people who would high school gotta mop that boy. Them, them, come on, them five A boys is in high school right now. Mop that boy. Take Cody, right. sit his ass down and keep making music. But you know what? I'm not gonna tell him. I'm not gonna tell him he can't have that dream though. You know, if he do it, prove me wrong. I don't think it can happen. But who am I? I don't give it overly attention because I'm just like, 
Shit, you never know I what happened. Nobody make it like that, except for that dude that ran uh kickoff return for St. Louis. But you know what? I feel Thank him in terms of that was always a goal he set forth. So he gonna steal. I respect. I think the point of beautiful like thing. Kanye won't represent in 2020. No, fuck no. No. That man, wasn't no. a goal for Kanye in, no, in 2016? No. 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 Don't distract me from what I'm trying to say with that nigga. No chance. What I'm saying, that wasn't clean. <laughs> and he ran it for stop, president. We gotta stop this. Now look, we gotta, gotta stop this shit right there. It's <laughs> not the same thing. No. J. Cole can look back and be like, I tried. And that was gonna egg at him. You know what I'm saying? That he had never even attempted. Sometimes it's about the attempt. You know what I'm saying? Just, he tried too. I respect Kanye, that. Kanye had a rally. Kanye been signing paperwork. Kanye been doing things. Kanye said he tried to, and he he failed. Kanye better get the uh, help. You can say, say like Master P. Master P almost made it. Hey, Master he played in the game. He did make it. He did. Nah, he he ain't he ain't he ain't make it. Hey, he ain't hit the free throw line, take your shots. He made it. But he was only in the preseason though. He didn't play in the regular season. Ain't that what Bubby did? Bubby made it to a bro. Look, man, see. Look. Come on, why is Steve Bobby got to go there, man? Chad back his names again. He been throwing names. <laughs> nigga, that's something special. That boy made it to the league. That nigga played for a, a damn football team in the NFL, bro. What you talking about? Yeah, you kind of say that shit. It just came out wrong, kind of like you shitting on him a little. Because <laughs> he he he's not playing now. That's how just how I took it. You may not admit it that way, but that's how I heard it. Well, that sucks. That sucks that y'all did that because that's how y'all thinking. Boom! Oh my Jeremy, God, Bubby. Jeremy heard it the same way. Jeremy heard it the same way. Bubby run 4 1. Don't try to ring or catch your ass. <laughs> I had a joke, but I can't, I can't say it on. I had a joke, but I can't say it on. I can't say it on. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with that. Yeah, I can't say it on here. Jokes, jokes, well, yo, man, hey, this has been a, another good episode of Why Not Us podcast, man. Keep liking and subscribing. Join our group on Facebook, uh, the YNU Podcast family. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you think this episode was dope, just do us one favor. Share it with your best friend. We love y'all. Peace. 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 Who your best friend is? Let me know your best friend name.